Alright folks, today we have super duper illustrator Kirsty Watson. She is my secret weapon. Don't tell her that. Uh, her work is synonymous with perfection, and she's an absolute joy to collaborate with. This unlikely friendship has propelled my work into completely different arenas, wowing clients left, right, and center, which uh, I highly recommend working with other creatives because it's helpful and awesome. So we're having a candid chat about moving into the freelance world, how 2020 was a motivator, overcoming the imposter syndrome, which I highly recommend you have a listen to, and her globes. If you haven't checked out Globe Makers on Insta, get there. You're welcome. They're called Globe Makers on the Instagrams. All right. So buckle up, folks. It's story time. You got questions, throw them down below, and I'll see you soon. Peace. All right, welcome back to Collaboration Station. We have with us Kirsty Watson, which is very different to all the other guests I've had because she's an illustrator. And I'm not going to say how amazing she is because she is pretty amazing. She's worked on a couple of projects with me, but I'll let her tell you. So talk to me. Kirsty. what do you do? Why are you sitting here? What's going on? So I have collaborated with you on um, different book illustrations. And so far it's been really fun. I think... Why I've really enjoyed working with you in particular is because a lot of people will come to you with a job, they'll approach you with a job, and then they will say, I really want it in this style. And they kind of want you to adapt your style to be able to complete the project. Whereas you came to me and you were just like, I really like your style, really like what you're doing, I've got these ideas, this is the story, this is the book, boom, 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 go. And I just got to be myself and just be free and just explore my style and just work within that. And it's been really fun. And it's all the storytelling of it is what I've absolutely loved doing. So, yeah. Uh, let's be clear here. You are not supposed to be complimenting me ah. at the very beginning of the episode. <laughs> this is about you. Yeah. Uh, but thank you very much. So tell me a little bit about your story. You're obviously an illustrator and you've got mm -hmm. width and breadth in that space. But you yeah. talk to me about your story. So 11 years ago, came to London, ago. So before that, I've just drawn ever since I was a kid. Just, I remember my childhood passing it by, staring out the window when it was raining and just drawing always. Um, so I can't ever remember not doing that. Um, and then I moved to London to do fashion. So I was children's wear designer with a couple of high street chains over my career of doing that. And then one day I was sat in the tube and saw the Time Out magazine and they were looking for an apprentice globe maker. And I was like, wow, wouldn't that be cool? What is this place with a globe making company in East London, Bellaby and Co. And so I just went for an interview just thinking, this will be fun. This is different. I kind of thought, oh, I'll just be a crash course in like globe making, a fun day out. And then they were like, no, no, you, you got the job. So I was like, excellent. So I did that for a couple of years, which was really good fun. Um, really creative, other artists in the workspace. So that was great. And then that kind of being around all those different creative people made me think I want to do illustrating full time. Like I want to make my career out of this. And so I went freelance. And since then, yeah, I've just been doing illustration with different clients, different companies, everything from... Uh, fashion branding to window displays to books. So what, I'm not saying by any stretch of anyone's imagination, this is your finish line, but talk to me yeah. about what it feels like to go from childhood drawing, doing something every day, loving it, obviously continuing down that path, 
to now doing it professionally, getting paid for it, living your life, being able to pay for everything in your life with this skill. What's that like? Yeah, it still feels really, really surreal because, um, you know, when I first went freelance, I was still doing fashion in order to pay the bills until I kind of get in more of an income to be able to do it properly. Um, and now it's just, I mean, it still feels really surreal. And I feel like I've been really lucky in the sense that a lot of illustrators rely on social media to get the work. And I've been lucky enough so far word of mouth. Um, I know I need to up my social media presence in my game. Uh, so that's definitely the next step uh, is trying to get myself out there more. Uh, but I just, I just feel lucky. Well, I don't agree with the word luck. <laughs> I think I, I get the concept, but I also think that you took steps to create your own luck. It wasn't like magically this thing. You answered the call for the Time Out magazine. You, you took the step to go freelance it didn't magically just plop on your lap. Yeah. And I think there's a, there's a misunderstanding between individuals that maybe have, say, more, more like a concrete job that isn't in the creative field and people that have creative jobs where some of those characters goes, oh, you're just lucky. And you go, no, 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 no. I worked my tail off. Yeah. And it's hard to get into this world, whatever creative industry it is, it's like you got to wake and be creative every day. Like you have to deliver every day. Yeah. You can't just go Harry Fairy and like maybe make a drawing, go viral, and then you're gonna that's gonna pay for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, so you have to you have to work hard and you have to hustle. So not trying to throw your lucky thing under the bus, <laughs> but just giving you more credit, like you have you've done things that have got to where you are. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of gambles have paid off as well and, and support as well from people. Um my husband now. And Congratulations, by the way. <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah, so my, he supported me all the way, and family and friends just being like, "You can like do it, like you you can you can." So yeah, just actually believing in it, I guess. So talk to me about that. <clears throat> I feel like we talked about it a, a, as we were going through the process of the book that we were making together. Mm. Um, but you aren't on social media. You. As much as, say, some of the other illustrators yeah, that are yeah, out there. You're not screaming from the rooftops about how amazing you are. Yeah. You should be. Um, but you're saying that your friends are really helpful and supportive in saying, hey, you should take the leap. Yeah. It's not you saying, I'm going to take the leap. You've got people pushing you off the cliff. <laughs> yeah, I've got yeah? a few G leaders out there, yeah. <laughs> um, so talk to me about that. Is it you aren't quite sure that you're ready to do it? Yeah, I think I've been scared. And then I think, um, I know 2020 was just the worst year for so many people, but for me, it pushed me. And now I feel ready for that for that next step. Um, I think I didn't have many other options in the sense of, like I said, fashion work usually subsidizes during 2020 that, you know, like everyone else kind of the work went and I, I was like you know I have to I have to find another way and I've just loved it and I don't want to go back now so now I'm like okay this is going to happen I feel like that's often the case I feel like yeah. there's loads of people that are just like it sucked it was brutal but I don't want it to return the other way because now mm -hmm. I'm, I'm prepared and I'm ready 
I don't want to bring anything up that's not going to happen, but are you going to do the story thing? So there's a Christmas advert for quite a large high street chain and they ran a competition uh, for their Christmas advert and I basically created a book all based around my little dog. Who's and doing okay? He's doing, he just had chemo today actually. He's okay. doing really good, bless him, yeah. Um, yeah, so I created this advert and then it all got snowballed for a celebrity endorsed advert, uh, which actually got slated in the reviews. Uh, so not smug about that at all. Um, <laughs> if it had been the dog, um, you'd have been great. Yeah, the dog would have gone down really well. It was a very heartwarming story. So yeah, I'd quite like to create that and then maybe a series based around that because he's quite a socially awkward dog and I feel like, you know, it would do good for children. For confidence and getting out there. Amazing. So uh, It's basically me and a dog. <laughs> so what do we need to push you over the edge on that? What do you need? Why aren't you doing it? It, yeah, it's going to happen. Awesome. Exciting. <laughs> okay, cool. So we're excited for that. You've got uh -huh. that thing going on. You've got Bellerby Globes. Yeah? Yes. So yeah. talk to me about Bellerby Globes. As somebody who travels, mm -hmm. obviously, I'm in love with them. They're beautiful. I own one. Right over uh, there. <laughs> um, they're amazing. But the fact that you get to, I mean, I've got like a little one. And then we talk about the big, big ones. Yeah. You just, I mean, one day maybe. They're just epic, aren't they? I just stand in front of the, the Churchill's the biggest and it's bigger than me. And I just stand in front of it in absolute awe. Every, it never gets old. It never, that glove never gets old. But all of them, they're equally beautiful. And what I love is, so they do different levels of bespoke um, customizations. And so one of them is illustration and um, I'm their only illustrator at the minute. And so they get customers that will come in and they're like, oh, I've been on this journey or this adventure or they might want it themed like the Silk Road theme or I don't know, like wildlife. And so they'll just give me loads of different ideas and then we kind of just go from there with them and add on anything they want. We can create anything they want. So that's really fun. I like to hear people's stories. Oh man, these things are amazing. I mean, the fact that you, I mean, the number of times I've looked at a globe or a map and you go, okay, well, those are the countries, those are the oceans, mm. great. But the fact that you can, if it was an interesting journey you've been on, that you can illustrate those elements and that then becomes your globe and you're like, what? This is just too good. Credible gifts, pricey, <laughs> but worth it, every single penny. Um, <clears throat> and then for you to be able to, to take somebody's story and then illustrate that on a globe um, and then deliver it. And it's not just a matter of like taking a round ball and squiggling on it. It's far more involved than that. I mean, these things are, uh, you go. I mean, they blow yeah. my mind. You go. So there is like a massive process to it. So um, it starts with the cartography. Well, actually, no, it starts with Jade and the customer. Um, and she's great with the customers and she'll just talk them through what we do, the ideas, level of uh, customization, bases, colors, everything. And then it will go to the cartography, which is the map making side of it. And then any edits get put in there. Then I do the illustrations. And then it goes from painter to maker to painter. Yeah, it goes. Do you throw it back and forth? <laughs> yeah, ish. I would not trust myself to catch. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's it goes through quite a process. But and 
obviously that's why they cost what they do because of the level of skill from every single person involved. But I mean, it, you look at these things and you physically touch them, feel them, look on them. I mean, down to like the font that is on the yeah. globe. You go, it is crystal clear. Yeah. And it's craftsmanship. And I feel like that's that's a skill set that I, I don't want to be like that humdrum old guy, like craftsmanship <laughs> dying. But, you know, I look at my bookmakers. And the fact, remember the first time I saw a needle and thread go into one of my books and I was like, did that dude just put a needle and thread into the pages yeah. of a book that I photographed for? And I'm just like, done. I'm in. I want more of these. <laughs> I want more of these things. And I want people to actually be able to touch and feel them. And when I, when I saw these globes, I was like, I'm in. So thanks, Charlie, for connecting us. Congratulations on the new baby. Um, and, and you just go, how amazing to then be connected to this thing that I love so much and then to be able to work with the person that creates the thing that I love so much and then implement you into the books that I get to give to the people that I travel with is awesome. So thanks. The collaboration component of this, which I love so much, is that at no stage in my career did I ever think that I would be working side by side with an illustrator. Yeah. Like when you go into photograph, of film, course. all that sort of stuff, it was like, okay, illustration, yeah, yeah, that department's over there. You just Because you're that creating thing. the imagery, right? Yeah, so you yeah. go, well, if you want to photograph it, we photograph yeah. it. But if you want to illustrate it, that's over there. And the nice thing is that it's actually a perfect blend because you can articulate and illustrate things in a way which are emotive, which is why I've always loved children's books yeah. because it's down to imag its imagination and it takes you on this magical journey. Whereas when I photograph something, I'm documenting something. Right. And so to merge the two of those in a book, I just go, Ooh, this is good. See, you're like the first page. You're the inside <laughs> page. So you're the first thing they see, which means it gets their excitement and their emotions going. And then I just nail them with the documentary stuff. Um, <clears throat> but what I'm really trying to get at is creative people that are out there need to collaborate more with people that aren't necessarily in their fields for a number of reasons. One, it can expand your offering, which in this case, you've taken the books that I've done for years and you've one up them. Like the value now that comes with those books is it's truly unique. It's like these custom end sheets then turn into custom wrapping paper. Yeah. And I'm like, custom wrapping paper? <laughs> yes. To be able to give somebody a gift and have it wrapped in wrapping paper that has their little faces on it or that has a scene or a moment from something that we've experienced together is off the charts. So much so that I wrapped all my kids Christmas presents this yeah. year and my <laughs> wife's and family in uh, custom wrapping paper of their of them as superheroes, which is pretty amazing. And is there any part in your world where you've had that collaboration? Yeah, I think um, I've worked definitely with different brands that I didn't. So obviously the fashion illustration kind of had natural lap over for me, just given you know, my history and where I'd come from. This was definitely new for me, but yeah, it turned out really good, great. You know, if there's a fashion photographer out there. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you take beautiful photographs, but why can't we illustrate that in a different way? Mm. And I've seen, I was looking at a couple of um, itineraries for travel companies 
and I saw these beautiful images of the yachts, right? The yachts look gorgeous, but they weren't the right fit for a particular pitch. So what they did is they illustrated the boat and then this like beautiful French figure. And I was like, that is amazing because it elicits this imaginary world mm. that you could give to the the guest and the guest could imagine themselves in the, in the boat yeah. in a different way that a photograph can do it. Yeah. And I see fashion is an interesting crossover because you have the language of fashion, you understand fashion, mm -hmm. and then to be able to bring it into a visual component like illustration and how that gets across. It's just interesting how the worlds can mesh. I'm going to pick up on something you said in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. um, the idea of allowing you to just be you and just yeah. illustrate the way you illustrate. Yeah. I feel like that is in the creative space. Why would you want anybody to do anything other than that? Oh, you'd be surprised though. <laughs> I hear that. But then yeah. I go, when, when I've hired photographers and I said, I want you to shoot like me. Then they're stuck in this really awkward spot in the yeah. middle where they're trying to be like me, but they're not like me and yeah. they don't shoot like me. They shoot like them. Yeah. And, and you never get the best quality. Yeah. So what you need to do is you need to find your match. You need to find the style or the, the character that can deliver on your vision. And you just go, go. Yeah. Because then you're in a better place. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like every illustrator is different. And so like you said, you've got to find the right one that's the right match for you. Like you said, with the yachts and the Riviera and the French person, they're creating that world for that luxury company, you know. And then you could have someone else that's completely different handwriting. You have to find that one that's the match for you, for what you want. I mean, you had recommended a book. It was Barnabas. Oh, the Barnabas Project. That was the Fan Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, they're amazing. So I think one brother writes and one brother illustrates. Uh, I mean, they're so awesome. Like the, the best combo. Yeah. And I, I feel like as a photographer, I didn't get into any sort of illustration. Mm. Zero interaction with an illustration until I was reading my kids' books. Yeah. And now I will literally like sneak in at night and I'll like take my kids' books <laughs> and I'll photograph them just so I have references on my phone to be like, okay, well, this is what I want. I want the, yeah. I want the end sheets to look like this. That's the best part to me about being a creative. It's like, well, how can we just like rope this stuff in and bring it in to create something bigger and better for everybody? Yeah. And sadly, a lot of the things that we create, we can't share with anybody, but we know that we can make them. Yeah. Which is nice. Um, if you were... To collaborate into a world outside of, say, photographer, where would you want to go next? Definitely children's illustration books, just okay. because I think I've always loved the idea of otherworldly. If you can create a world that's outside of our dimensions, then and just take a child's imagination along with you. Like I grew up with, you know, Eni Blight and Roald Dahl, illustrators like Corky Paul that just created these worlds that. Ideally, that's what I'd love to do. So that's definitely, I mean, but then every illustrator wants to do a children's book. So we'll see. <laughs> but what stops you from doing one? Absolutely nothing. A writer? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think it'd be great to collaborate with a writer just to initially uh, learn the ropes of publishing and everything. But then I do feel like I've got a lot of stories up my sleeve that could potentially turn into something that to me seems like you jump on instagram you go hey writer i'm an illustrator 
Those are my illustrations. How do you feel about maybe collaborating on a thing? Do they not do that? There's a few websites actually, and I'm working on a portfolio so that I can, uh, yeah, get myself on there. So we can, I think they sort of match you up and you can do collaborations with writers and yeah. I feel like that is a no brainer. Yeah. Like why don't people just email one another? Exactly. This is the thing. Like um, I saw one of your collaboration stations uh, with another photographer and you started off saying how um, you hated London for that reason that people don't share and I think that's the thing like it makes complete sense just to approach people and get in touch with people and I think I've still got this like very British mentality about me that's quite shy and awkward um, but no definitely I definitely no, look at this. need to take three more. cameras big lights you're doing just fine <laughs> I definitely need to take more of your enthusiasm on board. <laughs> Channel it. Well, I mean, you think of going on the tube when one used to go on the tube. Mm-hmm. When I first moved here in 2008, you just go, oh, only the Americans talk on the underground. And here's me <laughs> blabbing away to anybody who's next to me. I'm like, I'm really sorry, but we're going to talk if you're standing next to me. And first they're like, oh, okay, we'll talk. And then yeah. they just, then they're fine with it. Yeah. And I feel like the, the world has come so far with social media because people aren't as guarded anymore. Yeah. So it used to be you have to go through their publicist or it used to be you have to go through their people. And now it's like, no, you just DM them and then you make it clear and concise and you bam, done. Yeah. And you might get, you know, 500 no's. But then mm. you might get one yes. Exactly. And you try it out and you see how it goes. Yeah. And I, it's like, how can we how can we create more bridges and bridge that gap for creative people? More people like you. <laughs> Done. And more cheerleaders, like the cheerleaders you got in your yes. side. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Just encouragement. Yeah. Just if everybody was just nicer to everyone, that'd be great. I think 2020 has definitely learned, taught us all something. Isn't that the golden rule? I feel like the golden rule was taught to everybody when they were a kid. Yeah. Do unto others as you'd have done unto you. Yeah, what did adulthood do? <laughs> um, so what is it about what happened over the past 16 months, a global pandemic, that allowed you to dig in on yourself and maybe change your ways? Definitely financial situations. Um because the fashion work wasn't there and it kind of pushed me, but also, yeah, definitely imposter syndrome. Like, if, like my cheerleaders, they're always like, you can do this, you're a great illustrator. But just there's just always that something that holds me back. Um, so yeah, imposter syndrome, absolutely. So I just need to shake that because now I'm doing it and I'm loving it and, you know, I'm getting all these different jobs in. So I obviously can, but yeah, it's just... Giving yourself a kick up the ass, really. I think part of the imposter syndrome component is because you're not putting your stuff out there that is proof that you've done it already. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a level of fear as well because obviously nobody wants rejection. But then, I I mean, I worked in the fashion industry. Every day you got like rejection after rejection from buyers and managers and different things. You know, I'm used to it. But I guess when it's your own personal project there's always that level of oh what if but then what if so what are you going to put out first sort my instagram out i went private so i could delete everything and start it all again so that is i need to get that out there 
just just like a lot of the work I was doing with you, obviously I'm going to have to remove certain elements for customer confidentiality. Um, but yeah, just getting some of that more vibrant, fun stuff out there, the storytelling aspect. This is, the, I mean, this is a good spot because you're kind of at the beginning again. You're starting Yeah, starting over. from scratch, yeah. We were, I was talking with somebody about social media. Mm. And obviously social media is a component of all of our lives as creatives. Mm. And you just go, how do you how the hell do you even sort yourself out? And she's like, keep it simple. You know, you, you've got five days in a week, create themes. So really yeah, in a month, you've only got to post four idea. things. Yeah. I'm stealing the- your ideas. <laughs> but it can become so intimidating because you see what other people are putting out there and all this content and how much is real, how much isn't, like what's a facade, like who knows? And it can be massively intimidating. But yeah, keep it simple. There's only so many days in a week. There's only so, so many posts you can do. I know a bazillion other photographers that are better than me. And I still post photos. They're all better than me. <laughs> Instagram's full of them. <laughs> you people out there. I can barely draw my own name without wanting to erase it because it's so poorly drawn. So I'm getting lettering books to reteach myself calligraphy and drawing. It's just like, I've had it. My, it looks like chicken scratch. To the point where I can't even write... I do, but they're poorly, they just look horrible. My thank you cards, I'm just like, this should be better. I am like pouring out my gratitude towards these characters. And I'm like, can they even read that? It's like, <laughs> they, it needs to be legible. Like they need to at least be able to read it. And it takes me forever. And I'm like five iterations in. I'm like, no, no, I got to change this up. So I'm very jealous of your skills. The fact that you can draw and articulate something and illustrate something and have it come to life. So share with the world, share with these people. They want to see it. <laughs> I want to, I want to flag one thing that happened with us because we met yeah. in a very, I mean, bog standard way. I reached out to a bunch of people that I needed an illustrator. A friend of mine was like, Hey, I met you at this travel filmmaker conference thing. I know somebody who's really lovely. You would get on great. And mm. I'm like, great. I'll reach out and then we're sitting here. I mean, don't mind all the incredible work that we've done since. And I think that that needs to be more commonplace. It's like, ask your friends, ask the people you know, talk to the people that are in your circle, tell them what you do. Because you never know when they're gonna bump into somebody else who might need what you do. Yeah. And so stop keeping your stuff a secret, (laughs) superwoman. You gotta share that stuff Um, and your identity. The, so yeah, I just want to encourage more people to do that because then that rallies the cheerleaders that pushes people like yourself out to be able to deliver what you deliver because the things that we've brought forward for people have brought so much joy. And as we were working on that project, my big thing was energy is contagious and that energy shifted health for a young, young person that is no longer struggling with health issues. And you just go... That's huge. And that was all just generated because people were optimistic and enthusiastic and boom. And so with a career, it's the same. You know, if you get people jazzed around you and you, you, you show up and you show off your skills, you're going to nail it. And that's it, folks. You're amazing. Um, if I wanted to get a hold of you because now you've got social media channels and I was in that camera somewhere, how do I get a hold of you? Kirsty Watson, illustration on Instagram. Ooh. <laughs>
Ooh-wee. Um, you should also check out Bellaby Globes because your work's on there. Yeah, yeah, they post that too. You should check them out because they're pretty amazing too. But that's it. Taco Burrito, it's a wrap, and I will see you in the next episode.